0: Right now, today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. The future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash The Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 113 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. Man, do I have an episode planned for you. Let's get into this. Journey updates. We are up this
1: week 3.6 pounds for the month of October we are now up 0.2 pounds total loss since January 2019 is 154.4 pounds total pounds remaining to get to milestone 175 is 20.6 pounds and total pounds remaining to get to milestone 200 is 45.6 pounds so I want to recap a little bit About episode 112. So we talked about checking out for the holidays. Because so many people don't want to be bothered. They just want to enjoy themselves. And they've told themselves. They have fooled themselves into believing. The food they eat during this time of year. Is food that's worth eating. Because it only happens once a year. And I use this episode to point out that it doesn't only just happen once a year. That couldn't be further from the case. It literally happens every time your emotions dictate whether or not the food is worth it. The problem with the holiday season is your emotions are dictating it over three months of time where the rest of the year it's just here and there and a little bit of everywhere. And it feels (laughs) different. And in reality, I already threw in summer. I said, summer is the same thing as the holidays because you're out at the beach and you're having a good time with a bunch of your friends. The sun is out. People are enjoying themselves. You're going swimming. And what's the thing to do? The thing to do is to grab that glass of uh, pure points and throw it down where it only spends 30 minutes in your system, but the points stay. Let me drink this beer for however many points. Let me drink this margarita for however many points. And it's in your body for 30 minutes before you're peeing it out. Meanwhile, the points stay. That's, that's what the summer's all about. So in the holiday season, it's all about in, enjoying the baked goods and everything else that only comes out once a year. And in the summertime, it's about drinking until you you can't see straight, all in the name of having a good time. That's what our emotions are dictating at those two times of the year. So half the year gone based on the three-month cycle of the holidays and the three-month cycle of summer if you don't have any control over yourself. But why did I recap all this? I recapped all this because I received an awesome email from a listener named Anne Marie. And I want to read the email to you guys. I got her permission, which is wonderful, and I want to be able to share it with you guys because she did the same thing I did with the whole data analysis from the past holidays. So I wanted to point out to you, someone else did the exact same thing and finds, found some valuable information. So here's the email from Anne-Marie. Hey there, Donato. First off, I've been listening to your show for the past few months, My WW coach mentioned your podcast in a meeting and your show is now my favorite go-to podcast. It's so real and you just speak to me. Thank you. I now tell everyone about it. Thank you for that, by the way. And I'd love to know who your coach is because I'd love to thank her too, or him, whoever it is. So I'll continue. So this morning, while getting ready for work, I tuned on your new Friday podcast, episode 112. Wow, what you said, so true. And I immediately did my own comparison of the holiday trends. I started in April 2016. In July 2020, I was down 76 pounds. As of today, I am down 60 pounds. I have been struggling. And after looking at my trends, I can see the holidays are not days. They are months. And it has gotten harder to recoup my loss. I used my first October weigh-in through January weigh-in. So holiday season, 2016 into 2017, she was down 8.6 pounds. Holiday season 2017 into 2018, she was down one pound. Holiday season 2018 into 2019, she gained 5.2 pounds and it took her until January 19th, 2019 to get back to a weight that would be before her holiday Before that holiday season, holiday season 2019 into 2020, she gained 10.6 pounds. And it took her until February 27th to get to the same weight she was before the holiday season began. Holiday season 2020 to 2021, she
2: gained 8.5. And did not get back to that pre-holiday weight still now.
1: And holiday season 2021 into 2022, she gained 10.3 pounds and she still did not get back to the pre-holiday weight. So let me get back to the email. My trends now show me that I can lose during the holiday season. It also shows me that initially when I started gaining during the seasons, I was able to get back in a month, then the next in two months, then the next, not at all. And this equals to a 20 pound gain from my lowest weight. I can't blame the holidays. I do track regularly, I do exercise, however, my weekends, I also treat like holidays, and I use every extra activity point and weekly point I have. Being home during COVID pandemic was not the greatest for me either. I also feel like my body is comfortable with all my WW snacks and zero point foods. And I need to up my game to get to the next level, like you said a few weeks ago. I do not want to regain every pound. So today, with the knowledge I have about what the holidays do to me, I will make changes for this holiday. And I have also have cut out some of the processed low-point snacking. I will keep moving forward one foot in front of the other. Thank you so much and many blessings to you, Anne-Marie. And uh, this was an awesome, awesome email with a lot of data. First of all, congratulations on being on plan since 2016 to 2022. I mean, that is awesome. So here, you revealed some information you weren't otherwise looking at. So a small adjustment We'll fix that for this holiday season. I I look forward to a follow-up email about this on how you you handled this holiday season. That would be awesome if we can go over that again because I know that you're going to do great this holiday season just based on that. You knew you can lose through the holiday season because you did it once before. And that's the same thing I'm going through. I knew I can lose through the holiday season based on what I've done before. Now, last week, I also talked about a game plan that I created to deal with the holidays, but I didn't really break it down. And I know there are a lot of new listeners, and they don't know what the game plan is. And maybe you didn't go back and listen to all the other episodes yet. So I'm going to touch on that, on what the game plan is and how to use it in the next segment. So we're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now
0: present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, You are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop even when I've won. I will work consistently no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences justified or not when I think I know it all I will start back at one because regardless of what I think the work is never done and from this moment forward when times are tough I choose to believe That I am enough. And now it's time for Random Facts You Didn't Know You Needed to Know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's random fact comes from our listener
1: Ginny. It is titled, September is the most common month for birthdays in the United States. The most common birthday in, the, in America is September 9th. And the second most common birthday is September 19th. In fact, 9 out of 10 most popular birthdays fall between September 9th and September 20th. And making September the most common month or birthdays in the United States overall at least based on the data from 1994 through 2014. The reason for September's popularity may be fairly simple. Flipping the calendar back nine months brings us to December when people tend to have more time off for the holidays and thus for more reason to celebrate in a variety of ways.
0: (laughs) In addition to being a good company, fall babies are based with Good
1: fortune and good genes as people born in October are far more likely to live until 100 than those born in September and November for those born in September and November and often live longer as well although scientists still aren't sure exactly why on the other hand of this on the other end of the spectrum are their year's biggest holidays? With December twenty-fifth being the least common holiday in the 20 years of data compiled by the data journalist Matt Stiles, there were even fewer babies born on Christmas than on February 29th, rounding out the bottom of the bottom four of January first, December 24th. And July 4th, respectively. One reason for this is that so many births are scheduled, either by cesarean or induced labor, and doctors generally don't include special uh, scheduled births on the hol- on the holidays when they are maybe when they may not be working. This might also shed some light on why September births are so popular, according to some, with no major holidays that that month from Labor Day. There's Less reason to, for soon-to-be parents to worry about hospitals being short-staffed the way they might be on Christmas or New Year's Day. Well, thank you, Ginny, for that random fact. If you guys are wondering why I just read that, I have been battling a fear of reading aloud that has stemmed with me and stuck with me since fourth grade. If you want to participate in helping me To defeat this fear of reading aloud, please send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. Again, that's therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. Send your email in the subject line. Put random fact or fun fact. I only ask one thing of you. Bake it clean. And I promise I will never edit any of the footage This will be the one thing I do not enter in the edit in the episode, and we can gauge whether or not I am succeeding or failing at reading aloud. Now,
0: let's get back to the show.
1: And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So we just finished recapping episode 112, where I read to you guys an email I received from a listener, Anne-Marie. And so I want to talk about the game plan. I developed an idea for how to handle the holiday season on my first holiday season. I have used it ever since. It worked for me on the first holiday season. It continues to work for me in very, for various reasons even today. So, what is the game plan? It is a way to prepare yourself for the holidays and the food that's going to happen on those days. And now there is a heavy use of activity points in order to pull this off. So, this is how it started. It started based on making choices that are low point choices for breakfast or lunch on the day of the holiday. That was the the idea. Come up with the plan ahead of time of what breakfast and lunch would look like on a lower point side.
2: On the morning of the holiday. I would go for a two-hour walk.
1: I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a two-hour walk for everybody, but that's what I would do. I would go for a two-hour walk. Now, what does that translate to? At the speed that I walk at, it typically translates between five and six miles in that two-hour of time. So I would walk for two hours, five to six miles. Let's call it five just to make it you know, I'm undercutting it, but let let's just say definitely over five, but less than six. And so that would translate to however many activity points that translates to. Automatically in my head, I would add that to, to my day's allowance. So let's say, for example, I get 30 points per day on a holiday. I would get 30 points plus whatever I created in those activity points. So if my walk created 15 activity points, then my walk would get 15 points would get added and I would have 45 total for the day. And for breakfast and lunch, and that's another thing, I would never skip a meal. Because when you skip meals, when you come to that final holiday meal, you're going to be ravenous. And that's the last thing you want to be when you're staring at stuff that you only see once a year. So I would concentrate on breakfast and lunch being as close to zero as possible. I would make all zero point choices as much as possible. Try to keep each meal under five points wherever, you know, whatever I'm, whatever I'm choosing to eat. That would be, and and I would also make sure that I was satisfied. So by using zero point items, I would make sure I was satisfied in both of those meals. The last thing I wanted to do was to approach the final meal of the day, the big show. Approach it with hunger. I did not want that. I wanted to approach it with some semblance of of feeling satisfied and some semblance of control. Because if you go into it with hunger, if you choose to skip meals and then you go into it hungry, you're going into it knowing you have zero control. That's all. That's all there is to it. It's like shopping for groceries when you're hungry. If you're, if you're already satisfied or partially satisfied, you're not going to make rash decisions. Let's see it for what it is. Holiday food is already a rash decision. There's no need to make sure you eat everybody else's portion too. Right? You can come out of this, have every, a little bit of everything, and come out of it on top. So that you don't feel like, oh my God, what did I do to myself?
2: You don't have to feel that on a holiday. So just like
1: I, I told you how to do this program, right? Now I'm going to tell you how I abused it. Because last week I told you, The first holiday season I encountered is when I developed this game plan. And that holiday season translated to a 10.5 pound loss. And the second holiday season translated to a 7.6 pound gain. And the third holiday season
2: translated to a 15.6 pound gain. So, like every great tool, it could be used incorrectly. It has to be applied wisely.
1: And so where I went wrong is this. The very first holiday season, I only used my game plan on the actual holidays themselves. I did not apply the game plan to any other days. Any other days, it was just another day. If it was Monday, December 20-whatever, it was Monday, December 20-whatever. Whatever I do on any other Monday is what I do. But on
2: December 25th, December 24th, these are the days the game plan was implemented. And they didn't carry over. Just
1: because there was leftovers in the house. It did not carry over. Things stayed the way they were. And everything was tracked. Everything was measured. Everything was weighed that needed to be weighed. The tracking was as accurate as possible. To the point where if I needed to build a recipe in the recipe builder in order to track that item... I would do
2: so. Simple as that. So now,
1: my second holiday season comes along. And I'm a little more relaxed. See, the first holiday season, I was so fearful that I would mess up my progress. Because at that point, I was chasing 75, the 75-pound 75 milestone.
2: And I didn't want to mess up my progress. So, I applied it and still lost. Now, holiday season number two, which is
1: 2020 into 2021, I end up gaining seven and a half pounds. What did I do differently? In the 2020 to 2021 holiday season, I started applying that same theology, the game plan theology. I started, not only did I apply it to the holidays themselves, but I applied it to the weekends for that whole, for that whole time period. The weekends th- from October to January, it was applied. And that translates to a seven and a half pound gain. Now, last holiday season, 2021 into 2022. I go in even more confident, completely forgetting I gained almost eight pounds the previous holiday season. I completely forgot about that, but I went into this holiday season even more confident than the previous one. And not only did I apply the game plan... On the holidays and on the weekends during that time, that entire time period, I applied the game plan any other time whenever I felt like it. I did my exercise, I gathered my points, and I used them to get myself through that whole three month time period. I still followed the rules, except I expanded the rules to apply to additional days. That's what I did wrong. And the end of last holiday season translated to an almost 16-pound gain that took almost six months to
2: lose. And as we could see with with Anne-Marie, she's still trying to
1: lose the holiday weight from the previous holiday. So this is where you need to take into effect. You need to be able to review yourself. If you're struggling right now, or if you struggle during this time of year, review what you've done in the past. I challenge you to do it. I challenged everyone to do it in the last episode.
2: And some of you did it. Anne-Marie emailed the show. Look at Listen, you can't learn from your past if you never look at it.
1: And if you're not tracking during this time period, there's nothing to look
2: at and you're lost anyway. Even if you blow points, you go over on points, track it.
1: This way, it all translates. And I'll never understand not tracking your weight during this time period. Look, a gain is a gain. Listen, I did it. I did it. I know what it is to gain. I know what it is to gain. 15 and a half pounds. I gained last holiday season.
2: It took me until May to get it off. I get it. I know. Some of my
1: favorite foods that are, I I taste all year are served during December.
2: And November for that matter. But there has to be some sort of semblance of control. There has to be a check and balance.
1: You cannot go through it blindly and then come out and say, I don't know what happened. I don't know where I'm going wrong. Because you're going to hear the one answer that everyone's going to say and you're not going to like it. But it's better that you
2: know the answer ahead of time. If you know you're the reason, you know the answer. So if you apply the theology wisely,
1: you may just find you succeed this holiday season. So for a final review, what is the game plan? The game plan is pre-track the food that you plan to eat for breakfast and lunch. Keep the food in those time periods as close to zero as possible. I understand if you don't like eggs, I get all that stuff, but, but maybe for these, these days, these holidays, you just deal with eggs for those time periods or whatever is zero
2: points for you. Keep those two meals as close to zero as possible.
1: Have them pre-tracked, ready to go. If you know exactly what's being served for the holiday dinner, have it pre-tracked and have how much of it you want of each item. So let's say it's Thanksgiving. How much turkey do you want? How much stuffing do you want? Cranberry sauce, whatever the case may be. Have it all pre-tracked down to the measurement. Go for your walk that morning. All of that tracking is done before anybody eats anything. Just let's, let's be sure, Okay. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner tracked, if you, especially dinner, if you know what's being served. Down to the measurement
2: of what you plan, how much you plan to eat. Have all of those done before you put any food in your mouth. Now, if you can't do
1: dinner, okay, I understand. Do breakfast and lunch, though. You can control that. Don't tell me you can't control that. And don't skip meals. And now, once everything is tracked, go out and get your walk done. Whatever it is, whatever exercise you intend to do, go out and get it done. And use those points created to help you on the day. And if you need a little extra help, you go for the weeklies. But try to stay away from the weeklies. But even I go for the weeklies too.
2: Because once those desserts come out, It's going to be hard to stay away from the weeklies. Number three, make sure you're doing this only
1: on the days that are the actual holidays. Don't do it on the random day where you feel like having leftovers from the holiday. Because it will translate to misusing the game plan. And if you misuse the game plan,
2: it's as dangerous as doing nothing. Simple as that. Do all of these things and make sure those, when
1: it comes time to sit down at that meal, make sure those measuring tools are there.
2: Whatever you planned, execute. Execute that plan And it will be
1: exactly as you said it. Don't make variations at the moment because then you're making decisions based on your emotions. Make all of your decisions before and then just execute. Because you know what happens when you make all of your decisions before the moment and then you execute what you planned? You're going to feel a sense of accomplishment. If you veer from that plan you're going to feel a sense of failure. I'm not, I'm not calling you a failure. You're going to feel it. I'm talking to you from personal experience. Make a plan, stick to the plan, execute the plan. At the end, you feel accomplished. Regardless, your, your weeklies might be in the negatives, but you will feel accomplished. And you know what? If people are going to make fun of you for having measuring cups and spoons and scales at the table during the holiday, let it go. You're not going to fix everybody else. But you know what? They can make it so you don't succeed. You're not going to convince everybody that your way is the right way. But they can certainly make it so you don't follow the way you intended. You're not
2: going to change their minds. The point is, don't let them change yours. That's the bottom line. In the end, really, we have to realize... Now, really all year round, but most of all, at this time of year the choices we make definitely have consequences that show up eventually. Now, I had to realize that the hard way. I had to wait three years, basically,
1: and then take a look back and
2: see the hard truth for what it really was. I saw it, and now I'm faced with a choice. Anne-Marie
1: took me up on the challenge. She took a look
2: back. She saw something she didn't like to see. And now she's faced with a choice. For this holiday season. And now
0: I speak to you with urgency because it takes a special breed of individual to look back like this and to see the truth for what it is and not accept it. To say, I can do better. I will not accept things the way they are going. I can make an adjustment going forward and I can do what is necessary to change the future. Are you that individual? Are you the person that can take a look back right now and and look at every single fourth quarter that you have been on plan and see it for what it is? and then take a look at the entire year. How long did it take? How much damage did you actually do? And face the truth for what it is, make the correction so it doesn't happen again this year. All of those choices are in the palm of your hand. In the palm of your hand and it is your choice. I can't make you do it Your family can't make you do it. Only you can make the choice and do what is necessary to end the cycles that we go through year after year after year. It is not easy to make decisions like this. There is literally nothing easy about what I'm asking you to do. But yet, I sit here at this microphone and I ask you to do it anyway. Because you know what? I'm also asking it of myself. I am demanding of myself to do the same things I asked of you. And the reason I ask you to do these things is because I know you can. Anybody can. What you want is all possible. If you are only willing to put in the work necessary to get what you want from this year, from this fourth quarter, from this holiday season, you can't do things the same way over and over and over again and expect different results. You actually have to make changes. Will you make those changes this time, this year, this moment, this fourth quarter? The choice is yours. I can't make you do it.
2: I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.